0: Oh, winning is fun. Okay, hopefully that wasn't annoying. Probably was. In the
1: Dome podcast here. I guess I didn't really just say that, but I did. You're
0: sick of me saying that, aren't you? What? In the Dome podcast. What do you mean? What are you supposed to say? Well, what am I supposed to say? If it's somebody's first time listening, how are they supposed to know what's going on? What if they thought it was a different podcast? You know what? Sometimes I listen to our podcast and I think, boy, people probably think I'm a real asshole. You think? Yeah. Well, I, I, I listen and I think, boy, people probably know he's a real asshole.
1: <laughs> so sorry if you think I'm an asshole. Sorry it just comes out. Sorry if we're too critical, everybody. It just comes
0: out. It's but, in our but, it's in our nature, especially yours, especially mine. Sometimes, sometimes that's my role is to hold you back a little bit because I feel like the longer you've been, the, the time you spend around me, you've you've sometimes you you're ass- kind of you into an asshole a bit. So I'm sorry. Either that, or you just brought it. You brought <laughs> out what was what was already in there. Maybe. Okay, so we won last night. Okay. Wow. And we've won three straight, and we picked up points in five straight, four straight. Well, yeah, I think it's actually five straight we picked up points in. And I mean, this is the kind of, this is what's starting to be encouraging because you have to get on a run. Because like we've said previously, because everybody's kind of waiting for the turning point, waiting for the turning point. I don't think there is going to be a turning point. You just have to start getting some wins together and they're starting to do it.
1: The encouraging
0: thing about last night
1: was that's the team we saw last year. There's the Calgary Flames. Okay, so people were tweeting mid-game. Yeah. There they are, the Calgary Flames. Where have they been all year? So,
0: Nobody knows.
1: Johnny Gaudreau I did, ma- making plays. I, in... I, I didn't want to jump on that too quick because yeah, I, I didn't know. want to jinx it. Don't jinx it, which and, they and, almost
0: kind of screwed it up.
1: And it is still early, but fuck is it nice to see some sort of resemblance of the team we know this team and think this team to be. Johnny Gaudreau making plays, shooting the puck with confidence. He looked fantastic last night. Did he turn the puck over much? Well, I, I the, can't the, even.
0: He he did. He almost did on the Sean Monahan goal. Actually, like right before Rasmus Anderson made a great play. Yeah, I think I remember yeah, that. He, the, I think I don't know who was in front, but he almost stole it away from Johnny. But Johnny Joe making plays, love to see it. Plus, yeah. he, plus he had that that jump, that Johnny jump. He had that jump. He had that energy. Where it's like he had that like spastic like. Yes, he was like stick handling like a madman. Good point.
1: Good word. Spastic. Is that a good word? That's what he looks like when he's on. He has like that. Like well, It is. It's kind of like he already... It's like frenetic. He's just like... Yeah. 100%. He's been dull. But he was frenetic last night.
0: Yes. Very um, encouraging. Very encouraging. Number two encouraging thing. Controlled zone entries and rush chances and Jesus. scoring off the rush. Here. What a concept. Entering the zone with speed... And getting actual pucks and bodies and chances in front of the net off the rush. I know everybody was losing it on the Lucic goal. And it was a rush chance. But my most excited moment was when Sean Monahan scored off the rush last night. Great zone entry. Beautiful play. Goal. So why do you think they stopped dumping and changing? Why do you think? Yeah. I figured Jeff Ward probably, you know, figured that, hey, this isn't working. Yeah, you know that old dump and change. It's not working. It's not working at all. Oh, and it's also not um, in this team's skill set. Like this team is built with very skilled players. And I mean,
1: outside of everything, that's probably the main thing that led to this team looking like it looked last year
0: was the zone entries and the transition game with speed. Yeah, and score and getting rush chances. Like that's where Johnny and Monahan specifically. Are really dangerous is on those rush chances. And now, like we barely saw we have barely seen any of that this season. They didn't change the PP like we've been suggesting. But it did look a little But Johnny Again, if Johnny if Johnny's going and he's dangerous. Yeah. And he's Johnny. The power play is automatically better. And you saw it last night. Yeah, he did. I mean, he got a little bit of extra room than he usually does. He yep. took it. He took it. He, instead Good of getting
1: us getting, getting like a floater shot yep. from the top of the circles, he was able to get down to the bottom of the circle and go bar down. Yeah.
0: And I even liked where, was it Kachuk or was it Lindholm on that play? I think it was Kachuk. He kind of moved away from the front of the net and opened up, a, like, because... You have to respect the pass there. The Johnny's going to pass that to Kachar. That that whole power play was pretty good. So that that gave him some room. And I I even liked the second power play unit. They looked okay too. So and they only had two power plays. And my God, apparently the penalty kill. Like you know, that's the one thing about this game. Please don't take eight penalties ever again. Um, that was bad. <coughs> no, like no, Mike, the first the first three were all offensive lazy zone stick, stick infractions. infractions in yeah, the
1: offensive zone. Uh huh. And it was your usual counterparts, Michael Frolik. Michael Backlund. Those guys seem to always do it. Yeah, and if Sam Bennett was playing last he night, I'm sure would've he would have done it as well. <laughs> but then, yeah,
0: my God, Noah Hannifin. Okay, so I know I hate on Noah Hannafin a lot. We do on this podcast a lot. He was, t- he was, he was the one. Well, you know what, Hamannik wasn't good either. But at least Hamannik was an effective penalty killer. See, he looks frenetic for all the wrong reasons. Hannifin is like, I don't even. Okay, what is it about him that everybody? Why does everybody think he's so good? Because last night was a perfect example to me. It's like, it goes beyond if you just look at the underlying numbers with him now. It's like, you, even if you're just doing the eye test, you watch him play, he doesn't look very good. Yeah, I don't see how he's passing anybody's eye test right now. Like, there was a few plays last night. Johnny, I think it was Johnny set him up right in the slot. He fired it into, like, row six. You remember that? Well, on slow
1: motion replay, Kelly said it, it did go off Allmark's mask.
0: Oh, did it? Okay. Still, should have buried that. Like, you were telling me... that. I shouldn't do the Dougie Hamilton no, thing. Sorry. That's not, let's try. Let, you know what? Let's try and so keep One this podcast, high. though, mentioning Dougie Hamilton, right? And let's try and keep this in the positive light. Yeah, I know. I'm just so saying. So let's let's do a quick hate on Hannafin and okay. move on. <laughs> I got to get out of my system now. Okay, get it out of your system. And then there was like a few plays in the offensive zone. It's like, boy, he has very little hockey sense. There was one play where he has the puck on the blue line. There's literally like all of the sabers on the left wing boards. Johnny Gaudreau is standing all alone in front, and he dumps it into the corner. And then defensively, boy, he was bad last night. Well, he, that's he, the main thing for me is, man, he really struggled in his own like end. He, so many turnovers, and I'll just pull up. He was a team worse last night in possession. Um, Hammonick, too, but... Like, he, well, he, even Hammonick had that one turnover that eventually led to the goal. Yeah, exactly. So, Hannafin, a 43.9, Corsi 4 percentage last night. A negative 24.99 which
1: if, if you're new to this whole thing yeah. 50 is the league mean it's the it's the average 50, is 50 the positive. percent like so if you're above 50 that's good if you're around 50, even if you're like 49 48 you're all you're a bit below average but down to 42 like that's terrible. if you're at 50
0: it means you're on the ice more for more shot attempts for than you are for shot attempts against and then you had a team worse 0.84 expected individual expected goals against which is like about three times as much as anybody else, other than Hamannik. So like he's he was bad last night. And so was Hammonick. But at least Hamannik was effective on the penalty kill. I thought for the most part. You know so what?
1: That those two five on threes,
0: him and Gio, were yeah, unbelievable. One of Gio's best games last night too. I thought. But just as a thing with Hannifin, like please Jeff Ward, I'm loving these new lines. I'm loving how he's pairing everybody up. You have to split Hannifin and Hamannik up. You got to put Rastus back with with Hannifin. You got to do it. Okay. What else did you like about last night? Well, you just touched on it, Gio. Yeah, like that
1: was a two, two five on. Like, when do you see giving up two five on threes? Yeah. And, and they they got zero block. shots because Gio was yeah. a freak of nature. The best positional play I've seen Buffalo. probably all year from him.
0: Buffalo has a weird power play blocking shots, clearing clearing the puck down. Yeah, he made a few good plays right in front. Did Gio get on the score sheet last night? I don't believe he did, but he was he was very good last cool. night. Um, I thought Rasmus Anderson and Oliver Shillington. I know Shillington had a couple turnovers, but my God, am I impressed with that guy? There was the play where he gets the puck at the line, his stick breaks. Yeah, he's st- like the go- Jimmy VC's on a breakaway, and VC's fast, and he makes an unbelievable play to not take a penalty and pretty much negate much of a chance. That Riddick was made a Pretty good save, but a great play by Shillington. Well, he made. He made it way easier for Riddick to make that save. Oh, exactly. Because there's only one thing VC could do by the time he was in tight. Just try to get a shot off. So those two guys I thought were absolutely excellent. And the play Anderson made to start the breakout, which led to the Sean Monaghan goal, where Johnny Goudreau almost gives it away right in front. I think it was to VC as well. And Anderson grabs the puck, does a quick little spin move, and a great breakout pass. He starts that play. I, I thought Rasmus Anderson was one of the best players on the ice last night. He yep. was great. The team as a whole had jump. They had energy. Yeah. There was a positive
1: vibe to them. The fans fed off that. Yeah. Then the the players in turn fed off the fans. Like that was a that would have been an amazing environment to be in last night. And we're not even at the Lucic goal yet. Let, <laughs> let's just start with Johnny's goal. Yeah, because it, like Scott Rentoul today on his show was saying how if you were to pick four guys. That it was like, gee, it would be nice if those guys just go off the schneid and got a goal. It would be Johnny, Monty, probably Reader, and definitely Lucic, <laughs> and they all happen to score last night, yep. and they all happen to score really big, impactful goals and beautiful goals at that. Yeah. But
0: Johnny power play goal and goals goals personally doing what they do best. Johnny on the power play, Reader on the penalty kill, yep. Lucic. Which is really surprising if you look at rush attempts. Lucic is actually one Kid. of the better players in terms of rush attempt chances. Like what he's I, up there. What I what blew my mind last night was how fast he looked. I
1: know he blew by that guy. It's like he he looked twice as fast as he's as he's played all year. Like he had he had it last night.
0: And then Monahan with a with a snipe from the so like God, all four goals were cool. goals that are like those are the kinds of goals those players should be scoring.
1: Now I wasn't a big fan of again Johnny didn't celebrate and then that was at the first intermission he had the interview I texted him like, hey you see the interview you like yeah 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 yeah, I yeah, saw yeah yeah but sure it's early in the game I think what was the re um Tobias reader scored when Johnny was in the box yeah and they panned to Johnny and Johnny like he was showing some emotion in the mm-hmm. box that was nice
0: well it me like I I'm kind of trying to think about this because like I'm never a big fan of, like, oh, body language, Eric Francis, and all this dumb bullshit. Oh, he's not celebrating. But it has been kind of noticeable, especially in interviews and stuff, that something's maybe kind of bugging him. Yeah. Well, but he- maybe it's bugging him that they suck. Well, maybe, yeah. He says no goals in 10 games. Like, maybe he's just like, why would I be celebrating? I finally scored a goal. Yeah. It's like, goddamn right I did. Here's a theory that involves no gossip or, or you know...
1: Creating a rumor around how there's a rift between him and our oh, players. Oh, weird narratives. Here's a here's a, a theory on that, and I'm getting it from again the St- Scott Rint- Rantoul show, who, by
0: the way, he's fucking awesome. Great hire by the Fan960. Well, not Fan960. Sports he's Sportsnet. He's the did. best thing 960 has. Yeah, on I mean, their airwaves. Period. 100%, end of story. Hundred
1: percent agree. But they were. He was talking about Tampa, and it's like, why is Tampa not? Actually, it was Elliot coming up with this theory. Yeah, I think he asked Elliot, why is Tampa? Not, what's wrong with Tampa? I think Elliot said, "You know what it could be is that they just don't believe that the regular season matters." And how could you when you have the best regular season? What was it NHL NHL history? Behind a record for NHL league history,
0: the best team ever. Like, know uh, what's crazy though? Just on that same note, I think I saw a stat that Detroit has almost lost as many has almost lost as many games this year already as Tampa lost all of last year. Wow. Anyway, sorry. So it's hard to argue at that
1: point because then you lose four games straight in the playoffs. So I almost feel like I'm drawing a parallel right now with Johnny. And maybe he's just like, there's nothing to be excited about. Yeah, for sure. Like, what is there to be excited about? Even a game like that where there is excitement mid-game, which he did get a little bit up for. Well, But sure, you score a goal. You're up, what one nothing or, or no? You're tied 1-1 so Going in after the first period, there's nothing really right to show emotion. And here's about. like
0: here's what what I can see Eric Francis doing if Gaudreau is jumping up and down, going nuts. Oh, he shouldn't be doing that. Oh, this team—he hasn't done anything. What's do, do, he celebrating? Do? Why on? is he celebrating? This team is still out of the playoffs. So
1: maybe that's
0: like so maybe he's I'm, in- I'm
1: going to go out there and say a theory on Johnny Goudreau is that he's been disillusioned by last year's first round playoff exit, and he realizes. The regular season doesn't matter. Or it's maybe just, he's like, the just champ like of
0: bait, Lightning. Maybe he's just getting down to business. Maybe he's just maturing and shit, like he's, he's like, jumping around and he's like
1: maybe he's just like I'll get excited yeah. when there's actually something worthwhile to get excited about. Yeah, and that's winning some playoff hockey.
0: <clears throat> I like that. Anyways, anyway, so the power play looked okay. They only got two chances last night, but again, like we've said before, it's like. Even though we've been incredibly frustrated with how the power play set up, when Johnny's struggling, the power play is going to struggle because he's the power play runs through him. Yeah. So it was great to see him bury one. It was a great shot.
1: All right. And then you flip the script and look at the PK. Man, the PK was lights out. Yeah, it was great. And I, and I know Buffalo is really struggling on the power play right now, so maybe it's not the best measurement tool. But, man, like when we were taking penalties,
0: I was kind of like, meh, we'll be yeah, fine. Whatever. Well, they have a weird power play setup. So just for reference, they have the 19th worst power play. Ours is 20th, by the way. So we're actually worse than the power play. They have a weird setup. Like, why is Rasmus Ristolainen running their power play? It seems very weird. They have a lot of good defensemen like Brandon Montour and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of weird. The deadliest weapon they have is probably,
1: well, obviously Eichel. Well, it's, yeah. On the one-time side, but then probably Skinner on his one-time side. I saw
0: one dangerous chance for, like, Eichel one-timing it from the left. From the left hand, like top of the left circle, and that was it. They they didn't get it to him enough. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. They're not using him enough. Yeah. So, well, Reader scores the the team's first.
0: We led shorthanded goal. How many goals did you score last year shorthanded? Eighteen. Which I remember you told me that earlier in the year, and I was like, "No way is that true." Eighteen. Apparently, it's true. So (laughs) that's crazy. So getting the first one going from 18 to 1 like geez but dude that was a sick goal well and I, I said to you as soon as because he read
1: that he read that play he read it perfectly he picked it off as soon as he picked it off he was going and when as soon as that happened I'm like fuck he's gonna score watch like I just I could just sense it coming and what a sick finish
0: great goal
1: for a guy that can't score Rabbit that a,
0: has had one of the hardest times scoring goals in the last two years. It's mm-hmm. like he knew what he was going to do the second he got the puck, yeah. and then he executed it to perfection.
1: And the energy in that building after that, like, come on.
0: Yeah, that, that really got the building. And that really, to me, was like, yeah, we're going. And it's, give to we give Tobias, I don't know if we give Reader a lot of shit. We kind of give Brad She Living a lot of shit for signing a guy like that. But he's been one of our best players in the last three games. Like, he led the team last night in expected goals. And that Frolic, interestingly enough, even though I thought Frolic, he took a few bad penalties, but the Frolic Jankowski reader line led the team in expected goals four percentage last night and was the best possession line. So, I
1: mean, it's, well, we can't really go through
0: a podcast without talking about the lines. But literally every line worked. Yeah. Pretty much every single one had positive possession metrics last night. Um, so, what did you think of the fourth line? I thought they were great. Like, they like were. Even Jankowski looked even good. Jankowski, he had a
1: few scoring chances. Even Jankowski was doing things like finding himself some open ice, getting into dangerous, dangerous territory with the puck. Still didn't get a shot on goal. Did he? <laughs> I don't think he did. But at least he's doing the things that lead to success. Exactly. And I mean, that's always. What you start to look for for a guy that's going to break. Well, and out of I the think slot.
0: the thing that I noticed the most, which is some somebody had said this on one of our lives, I think was like maybe they're putting Johnny with Lucic and Ryan to kind of like get some better matchups. That's what I noticed. Man, that line their first few shifts. Yeah, fucking domination. Domination. So that maybe that's what was going on with
1: Jeff Ward. And honestly, I think that's the best I've seen Lucic all year. He was really good. Like, he was effective in the offensive end. Yeah. Well, and I think a big reason is because he's playing with a guy like Johnny Goudreau. Oh, for sure. Because Johnny Goudreau is well, a smart hockey player. He's
0: played his best hockey with since Dylan Dubé has been called up. Yeah. And then last night when he played the blind share with Derek Ryan and Johnny Goudreau. So I'm sure he's benefiting from playing playing with two really skilled players as opposed to playing on the fourth line with Jankowski and for a league. So um, let's talk about the Sean Monaghan goal. Okay, before we do, let's talk okay. about that line. Which line? Because I thought... The combination of
1: Backlund and Shawn Monahan was fucking great. Well, you know what was
0: weird? One of I did not expect that. So if you if you watched last night, I really liked what I'm hoping this isn't like new coach bias and like new fascination with new coach, but I like how he was rolling the lines. Because he, he stuck with the lines for the most part. But every once in a while, I know it was kind of skewed a little bit because there were so many penalty or so many penalty calls. Like they spent sixteen minutes. Killing penalties last night. Yeah, it was a lot. But the one trio I really liked was actually Backlund, Vonahan, and Goudreau. You saw that a couple times. Really liked it. Yep. Um, You saw Goudreau play a few shifts with Lindholm and Chuck. I liked that as well. So I liked how he was giving some looks, but then going back to these lines, getting some different looks. Like You're telling me that doesn't screw with the guys with the opposing coaches matchup game? Yeah. Like just to be thrown out the occasional different line combo? and I mean honestly that's the best game I've
1: seen from back in a while too. he, he
0: was awesome he god was, damn it I wish he could score he was playmaking
1: like and he looked yeah like that one even that one passing it was later in the game from the corner to yeah. Johnny all alone in the slot mm-hmm. in the third period it was a great pass wow like yeah. the vision to make that pass tape to tape it was great and then that even that play he came down and hit the crossbar that was beautiful I mean that's his
0: patent move yeah but fuck when you when you, so when you saw the replay, yeah. it's like he beat everybody but the crossbar and caught it. Like is he just cursed this year? Again, like I've said this a hundred times, he leads the team in expected goals. Well, like. let's
1: get into this because Justin, um, one of the guys that always jumps on the line on the lives, <laughs> he was at the floor hockey event. We sent him out with a mission. Well, we didn't really. <laughs> well, he he yeah. <laughs> He he asked us if he jest a little bit. He asked us if, if we had anything we wanted to ask the guys. And I think who ended up being there was Dubay. I think it was Dubé,
0: Kachuk, and Backland.
1: No, I don't think. No, Kachuk, Kachuk. Dubé, yeah. Yeah, Dubé. So anyways, Justin sends us an update. Look, I just talked to Backland. <laughs> and do you remember what he said? He was like, Hey, what's wrong with Johnny?
0: He asked Backland. And he's like, What's wrong with Monahan Monaghan and Gutreaux? <laughs> he said, Well what do you mean? And I guess Backlund said they're just in a scoring slump. They'll get he said don't worry,
1: they'll they'll come around, they'll score. And then he's like, I think there's I think there's more to it. You're not really telling me. And then Backlund kind of looked at him funny and he's like, no, even I haven't been scoring. It just just happens.
0: So, hilarious story. <laughs> and Justin's a legend, Justin if you're listening.
1: Justin if you if you're listening, we're not worthy. <laughs> but the point is is that Backlund is going to turn it around as well.
0: Well, again, everything suggests he has been so unlucky this year. Like, well, wow, he's
1: been like, look at the if you if you tally up all the empty nets that he's had that he's missed, yeah, all the crossbars, all the posts.
0: Well, I'm I'm looking at a, a, a graph on on MoneyPuck.com right now. He's just like the new Sam Bennett this year. Seriously, he's way like expected goals versus goals. There's only four play, only three players in the quadrant of no finish and unlucky. It's Backlund, Reader, and Chankowski. So they're creating stuff. They just can't bury it. Jankowski's closer to bad than he is to unlucky, but Reeder and Backlund finally. Well, Backlund didn't get rewarded last night, but he played so good. Yeah, like I think that was the best game I've seen from Backlund all year. And boy, was he good. But again, like in terms of expected goals, he leads this team. He and Monahan and Kachuk are the top three. So like sooner or later, those are going to start going in. Hopefully, sooner than later. Um, but he made what a hell of a play he made on the Backlund on the Monahan goal. Yeah, that goal, man. I think that was, I think that was my favorite goal. Did we like Sean Monahan on the wing? Because I sure did. Man, he was lights
1: out on the wing. Like maybe he should be on the wing. I think Jeff Ward might be onto something. Because like, and list- it's funny, right? Because you're sitting and you're like, man, Bill Pierce has tried literally every single possible line combination, and then like, he's gone three days later. Here's like four new line combinations we've never seen. Exactly. He's so, thinking outside the box.
0: Because Sean Monahan's strengths really are. And again, like, I really liked what Sean, a lot of what Sean Monaghan was doing earlier in this season. like The first five games looked great. But a lot of what he does, like maybe he would be better suited to be on the wing because then he doesn't have to skate as much. He's not really the greatest skater. Well, then He's here, not great at retrieving pucks.
1: I agree. And here's the other thing is you're going to see more of what you saw last night. He's playing on the right side.
0: He's Open a one-time option. Dude's got a great shot.
1: I mean, if you're coming down the center of the ice... Then you're essentially dishing it. Maybe you'll get it back, but if you have someone else coming to the center of ice, you're going to get more shots on the wing from time to time, just like we saw last night.
0: So I'm I'm really curious to see if they keep going with that and if that keeps working. I think you got to keep those two together. For I kind of think at the very least it will be. We'll see what they do with like Lindholm and Monahan when they play on the same line. Is the kind of the, the switch occasionally? Well, because like you've been saying you're not worried
1: necessarily about Johnny as much as you are about Monty. Yeah. Because if you take Johnny away from Monty, does he just fall off the face of the earth? But right. I think you found a new pairing. Well, well obviously I'm, it's still early, yeah. but from the signs that we saw last night, that could be a new pairing moving forward. is totally. back on with Monat.
0: And I'm still really curious. I, I think most fans are still kind of like, because the, the things that I am still kind of very curious to see over an extended period of time is... Gaudreau with um, Lindholm and Kanchuk with Monahan. I think a lot of people are kind of interested in seeing that. Yep. So I'm not. I'm not sure what Jeff. I'm not sure. I'm sure the lines will. I mean, when you play a good game like that and win, you don't really change much next game. But I am, I am curious to see if Jeff Ward starts to make adjustments because there's no way Johnny Gaudreau is spending the majority of the game in future playing on the third line, getting like 13, 14 minutes a night. Yeah, that's true. And I know his ice time was skewed last night by, by all the penalties again. Yeah. But again, like I, I feel like Jeff Ward is just trying to get him going, get some yeah. ice time going. But I think what I did really like from that line of Lucic and Ryan and having Gaudreau there is like maybe if you switch Mangiapane and Gaudreau, on their lines, you can have a similar effect. Give Gaudreau more ice time. Give more skilled line Do you mean like
1: in game? Do some
0: swaps? No, like as a whole. As like a whole. have okay. have Gaudreau play with Lindholm and Kachuk, and have Pani play with Lucic and Ryan. but I think Monge and, and Johnny do have ton of similar games. Well, this
1: will be the next progression. Is like how is this going to prog- progress? Yeah. Because it worked so well last night, but obviously there's there are holes in it. You need yeah. to get Johnny more ice time than he got. Yeah.
0: He's your best player. You're not going to stick him on the third line with Lucic and Ryan for the yeah. rest of the year. So
1: it'll be interesting to see what Jeff Ward does. Yeah. But even in the third period, in the third period he did, I think Monty or Johnny played with, was it Linholm and Chucky? Well, yeah.
0: Johnny was out there for a few shifts with Linholm and Kachuk. yeah. So because I
1: think for the majority he played with those two. I don't think he played a shift with Lucic and Ryan in the third, did he? I
0: think he played a little bit there. Because I remember thinking to myself... Lucic's goal was scored when it was Dubey Ryan, and Lucic. Because those guys did get a couple shifts together. Yeah. Because I
1: remember thinking to myself, shit, Jeff Ward is kind of going back now in the third period. And that's when we kind of took the, our foot off the, the gas a bit.
0: Yeah. And that's what you've seen from Bill Peters in the past. is like, okay, he has these line combos. But then it's like as soon as... Like almost instantly he goes back to like the tried yeah. and true lines that, that we've that, seen for the last year and a half.
1: That was kind of the one thing I didn't like out of the game is because I feel like in the third period when he did that... That like momentous energy that we were feeling from all the momentum we built up was starting to fade, Mm -hmm. and I kind of think it was because the lines went back, and it was like, oh, it's all familiar now. But I get it; he had to get Johnny some more ice time, so it is going to be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, because I I I, I would go right back to the lines again for the next game. But then it is; it's it's another challenge thrown out there. Is how do you still get Johnny enough ice time? Yeah, and hopefully
0: it's just a pk thing cuz cuz 5v5 last night johnny only played like he was way down there he only played 11 minutes 5 on 5 last night like he and dylan Dubé and Manjipani had similar ice times so so who led the forward group uh led the forward back in 12 minutes 48 seconds this, this is, is this is 5 on 5 i mean that's not that's not much more than, than no, johnny but i mean, I mean pretty when pretty you're s- when your star players only getting yeah but i th- I, th- I think he, he only had 13 minutes on the ice last night. Like in total, yeah. You gotta think that's and again, skewed, it was skewed by penalties because they had 16 minutes. 16 of minutes that was a full period. So and they killed them skewed. all. Yeah. So those are full. That's full 16 minutes. Yeah. Well, no, they scored on the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right at the end. Okay. Yeah. But so I mean, still, That's that's what my question is moving forward. It's like yeah, I'm still willing to see these lines again for another full game, but obviously there needs to be a strategy moving forward. Even if these lines do continue to work, so he can't be playing Gaudreau. Well, and I think he knows minutes. I then, think he
1: knows that because it yeah. seemed like he made the adjustment in game for sure. But yeah, something to watch out for for sure. Okay, but I still feel like that Monaghan goal was my favorite. And here's, that was my favorite goal. Here's the reason why is because you had recently Reader had recently scored, and what was how many minutes at Bart was it? It was like wasn't too far apart, but it was like. You got the sense that the team is now clicking. It was only four minutes later. Four minutes later, and that was like a fucking statement yeah. goal of slam dunk to the back of the net,
0: bulging of the twine. Yeah, totally. Because like how many, snipe. Exactly. Like how many times last year was it like they'd score one, two, three? Exactly, scoring in bunches. And it's like, yeah, we got this. Yeah. And then most of what's happened this year, even if they do get a goal, like I'm thinking of the Vegas game when we were in Vegas. We hadn't had a lead for like five games. We get the lead finally, right? And then, not thirty seconds later, Vegas ties it up. Yeah. So that was a, that was a huge goal, the Monaghan goal.
1: Yeah. Now, obviously, a lot of people are going to side with the Lucic goal,
0: and I understand that.
1: Well, that was. But, amazing. but
0: for those reasons, for me, to me, that that was like for the fact that it was Sean Monaghan's bread and butter. It was a huge goal. Yeah. That put you up two goals. It was a goal on a beautiful breakout by Rasmus Anderson. Beautiful yeah. zone entry. Because
1: out of all the goals we scored, that's the one to me that says this is the team we've seen last year.
0: Totally, totally agree.
1: And then how sick was that Lucic goal? Okay. Okay. The goal sure. itself was nasty. Okay. Dylan so, Dubé dropped past to Milan Lucic over Derek Ryan fakes out the goalie back to back to Milan Lucic. He did. He didn't. Read. He almost missed it. He almost missed it. <laughs> but he's a beast. He hit, shot was so he hard. Shot to it work. right
0: into the paddle. He had the entire net, and he shot right at Omar's paddle. I thought was like, oh, oh. I thought it. Missed. I thought he stopped it at yeah. first, but then I got up. I haven't cheered that that hard all year. And okay, this is a weird phenomenon that uh, like, you were talking to me about it this morning. It's like, why are we all so behind this guy, right? Like even I am. And I can't. I can't. I even said I too. am.
1: I said you. I sure. I sure love this guy an enormous amount for how much I hate him. Exactly. It's, it's a
0: weird love hate relationship. It's like we hate Brad C. Living for bringing him in. We hate his contract. We just like. I. It's. I can't think of a move in Calgary Flames history that I have despised more. Yet I'm so happy when this guy scores, and I'm always rooting for him, like even unconsciously. It's so weird. And honestly, I really don't think it has anything to do with Edmonton. Oh, me, no, me, no, it's not like Cat ha, has. Like, why you, do we in. love
1: this guy so much? I, I don't get it.
0: Like, is he just? Because he, he is a likable guy, right? Like, he speaks well. He's a, he seems like a very nice guy. I don't yeah, know. But... It's weird. It's like, why do we like this guy? It's creepy. Does anybody know? Yeah, like I. Because even like I feel like it's a I feel like it's a thing too. Because like oh, there's a even re- in the dome. Like everyone is dead silent, the dome is like dead silent. He gets the puck, and it's just like it erupts and luch. Right? It's
1: weird. It's so weird. Love yeah. affair. It's a weird the film base, but what an ovation!
0: Yeah, that was awesome. Like, and hopefully, like my hope is like now that he's got this first one, like maybe he can get going a bit.
1: And if you're listening to this and you do follow us on Twitter, then I'm sure you've seen this because this this tweet that I put out, which was basically coming back from intermission or not intermission, but commercial break after Lucic's goal. David Riddick coming over I to him. I love David Riddick. David Riddick coming over to him. Give him the old glove to the head. And then he pan, it zooms in on Lucic's face, and he's got that yellow mouth guard, and he's just
0: smiling ear to ear. How do you have a yellow mouth guard, by the way? That's gross. I don't know, it looks good on him. It's kind of gross. And it like that was the highlight of the night. I take credit for it because I posted on Instagram a, a picture of him and a Gindler the other day from their Boston day, so I'm taking credit for this one. But, boy, it would be sweet if, if Milan Lucic could – but And you know what? Like the point is is like the amount that was the most popular tweet
1: yeah. we've ever put out. There's something it's going on in Cheach. It's still getting retweeted and liked
0: as we speak. The city is behind him for some odd reason. Like twenty hours later. Yeah. Twenty hours later. I I don't know. The tweet really know is why. still has traction. I don't really know why everyone loves him so much. And like when, so, uh, I, when I, I am happy for a guy that, and like and rooting for him this much, you know something's going on. And if you haven't seen the tweet, just go to our Twitter. It's the last one
1: we put out. It's the GIF. It's the GIF. You, like you got to see it. Okay. So like, what a
0: feel good game. It, it was Again, all around. all around. Like Johnny gets a power play goal. Outside, almost blowing it. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Well, let's get to it now. Well, I I thought it was they they just you can't you can't take eight penalties and expect to like get get out of a game, you know. 'Cause they just took way too many penalties and that was, Noah Hannafin's penalty, which Jack Eichel then scored a power play goal on, like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. And R- he was right more, after he like, kinda of blew it on the goal. Yeah, so, um it kind of ended a bit scrambly and a bit I thought they were gonna blow it. But again, like you that's the one thing. You can't take eight penalties. Even again if it's Buffalo Sabres who aren't very good on the power play, you can't take eight penalties and hope to escape with like a three goal win, so there was no way we were going to lose that game. Though. Yeah, and he, I, they played great in the third. It's just I, I kind of thought Buffalo was kind of lucky to get both those goals, to be honest. Yeah. And again, if you take eight penalties, eventually they're going to score on the power play. So I wasn't too worried about that kind of like laps. It was only like a two or three minute lapse. So yeah. I wasn't too worried about it. So overall, really good win.
1: Like, whew. so many feel good moments from yeah. that from last night. It was great. And again, it's like. This is why we watched hockey all season long last year. It felt like a game out of last year. So good. But I, you're right. I don't know what it is with Milan Lucic. It's weird. And like, I, I wonder what this is going to evolve
0: into. Like, is he going to become like a fan favorite? Is he already a fan I favorite? I feel like he is. Somebody tweeted like, watch the Lucic
1: sales jersey. The jersey sales go now. Right? But it's kind of like, you kind of
0: want one. You kind of want a Lucic jersey. Well, I Why? said if he scores ten goals, I'd get one.
1: Fuck if he scores five.
0: <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's weird. It's really weird. It is odd. Anyways, I think the most thing, the thing that was most encouraging for me is that now you have, you've gone four and one, four zero and one in your last five. Yeah. After you. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We were
1: talking about this last last podcast. San Jose, awful start. Went on a heater. Dallas, awful start, went out of here. We lose five, now we've got points in
0: five. And that's what you have to do. Like, And again, like we've said, there's no big turning point. It's just you have to start stringing some wins together. You have to not be able to let losing streaks pile up. And Too late. Yeah, too late. But I mean, they're kind of turning it around right now. And I think you said this on the last one. It's like maybe we're in a perfect position right now because...
1: Hey, if we've gone through all our adversity... If we've pl- if we've gotten our worst hockey out of our systems, and now we're just building slowly but surely until the end of the season, we're in a fucking great position. So we got the Kings
0: on Saturday tomorrow night. God, I want to be there. Are you I think going? I'm gonna go? You kind of have to go.
1: Yeah, because like, even last night I really wanted to be there before the game.
0: Yeah, and now I'm like, fuck, what an amazing game that would have been. I in. know. So they have to beat the Kings because you've already dropped two to the Kings. Well, yeah. So, like, you gotta win tomorrow. So, I haven't seen anything about like the lineups or anything because I think they did have practice. They did have practice today. I'm not sure if it is, if it was optional, or what it was. I kind of don't think I'm gonna see much from Chucky and Doughty. But no, I don't think that's kind of quieted down, eh? Am I? Well, okay, let's quickly speak about the uh, the Lindholm, the top line last night because I felt like they were the least noticeable. Even though they were good, well, we haven't talked about them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Kachuk didn't do much. Kachuk didn't do much. Linhold I don't think Lindholm do didn't do a lot. I noticed Manjoupani a few times. Yeah, me too. Um, but I mean, in terms of possession, they were fine. They had sixty-one point five four Corsi 4 percentage last night um, for scoring chances. Yeah, they had they had six scoring chances, one scoring chance against. So the thing about that line that excites me so much is that that is a hell of a possession line because yeah. they can. They can create just as much as they can defend. Because when you have Kachuk and Lindholm, or who are two of the most versatile two-way guys on the team, maybe even in the league, Kachuk for sure. Like that can be that can be a really dangerous line. That's a line that can play both ways. That's like a that's a line not even close to the extent, but that's like a type of Bergeron, yeah, Marchand line.
1: And well, and for the most part, I mean, that's the first we they've we've seen that line together. Yeah. So give them a
0: few games and totally. see what happens. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because the, the line that had the most scoring chances last night was the reader jankowski for leak line. They had nine scoring chances last night. Crazy, eh? Well, I mean, that's the role you need your fourth line to play. In today's NHL exactly. game,
1: your fourth line needs to be tough to play against. Yeah. But you and I were saying this. You saw it more in the first and second period. Was We were getting mismatched.
0: Yeah, they kind of had the fourth line out there against the Eichel line a couple times, and, and it kind of led to some scary moments.
1: Yeah, at one particular point they were dominated.
0: Yeah, so I hope I've, I, but it didn't seem to. It happened a couple times, but then I didn't see it much again. Yeah. So I think Jeff kind of got it figured out after a few miscues there. One more
1: thing on my list I really want to talk about Dylan Dubé.
0: What a beauty, eh? Has this guy proven he belongs in NHL yet? Well, and you know what's so like, fun- <laughs> it's so. Like, you're telling me you, you wouldn't have won. Like, like you've, he's been sitting in the minors all year. Come on! While you've been letting Jankowski do his. Even though Jankowski was good last night. It's just like, Dube helps your team win. And I Derek Wills keeps saying this on the fan. He's like, oh, Dylan Dube really needs to show that he belongs with Zarnick and Bennett coming back. Dube is.
1: I got no like, beef. I, I got don't, no I don't, beef with Dubé. For me,
0: he's never going back down at the American League. What problem do you have with Dubé? Like, what has he done that shows he doesn't belong in the NHL? He's great. He's been great.
1: Like, can he... Sure, can he be a little bit more de- better defensively? Nope, yeah. Of course. But, Everybody but can. But is he
0: Is he even remotely close to being a liability defensively? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. So, if, he, if when Bennett and Zarnik come back, for me, for Leak's out, and even though Reader was good last night, it's Reader or Jankowski's out, Dubé, for me... If Brad can somehow sh- trade for a leak yeah, at this point... Dude, that's the one thing that's frustrating. Again, even though that line was fine last night and pretty good and had a lot of scoring chances, O'Leek needs to go.
1: I thought... I texted you about mid-game. I'm like, I think everybody up front's having a great game except for O'Leek. I know he had a few chances. He had that a one, few chances, but he took one, some bad penalties. The one he batted out of the air. He did kind of seem out of place at times. Yeah. He had a few chances that he squandered.
0: Well, and the thing with him is like... I think he could help another team... He, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't slot like you. No. You said this before, and he kind of screws up the slotting everywhere else too. Because it's like, okay, he usually will take like for the first bit of the season. He's taking away a spot from Manjupani on the three M line. Here's why he takes a spot away from Dubé. Here's why he belongs on the third line. He's a perfect third line guy. And on this team,
1: there's only spots on the second and fourth line. So it doesn't matter where you put him; it doesn't quite fit. But
0: I agree, he can be a definite good
1: third yeah, line could player. He could help on the team for Probably sure. most teams. So come on, Brad.
0: Brad. Brad, get it done. Brad's lucky because we were actually gonna do a <laughs> do a critical analysis of Brad She Living's work here today, but we felt we were feeling so good that we wanted to talk about oh, the game. Oh, there's no so. way you can't break apart that game. Right. Excellent game. Okay, so at practice today, the lines remained the same. Um Chuck Lindholm manch. But they had Backlund on the wing, Monaghan in the middle, no. and Dube on the right. They're so. all
1: center, and that's funny, hey?
0: That's weird. Lucci trying to draw Ronaldo, Reeder, for a leak. So Janko was the odd man out, but Ooh. he was sick, though. Oh, okay. I'm sick.
1: I'm I, sick. I have the Los Angeles flu. <laughs> and then the deep who, race. Are we, who are we playing? Oh, Dermot and Bowdy. I got the Los oh, Angeles
0: I'm flu. I'm sick. Oh, Jeff, I'm sick.
1: Jeff, I don't feel so good all of a sudden. <laughs>
0: Mr. Ward, I don't feel... Oh, you haven't seen Infinity War. Uh, Gio Brody, Hannafin, Hamanick. Come on, You, you gotta it.
1: split those guys you up. You gotta split them up. You gotta
0: split up Hannah Guys, if you're listening to
1: this, just start watching these two. They yeah. they're they really struggle on their own
0: end. And, like, I, I try to tell people this, and it's not even out of, like... People think I just have a serious hate on for Hannafin. You don't. But it's like if you just watch, just spend one game watching Noah Hannifin play, and you'll notice like the majority of the time he's pinned in in his own end or turning the puck over. The majority of the time he looks like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. With his hair flapping around. <laughs> he's got to get a haircut. My God.
1: Well, I don't mind the hair if if you're flying on the ice and you're like putting the puck in the back of the that. The hair's sick. <laughs> but if you're trapped in your own end, it's annoying. Scrambling. He scrambles. He's always scrambling. Yeah. If you're scrambling with that hair. You gotta get a cut.
0: So, <laughs> so watch Noah Hannafin, guys. Like just key on him. And again, and you'll start noticing like so many odd mistakes. And it's just like I was looking at a bunch of his stats from his time in Carolina, and his by far and away his best season where he was the most effective, he was playing third pairing minutes, very sheltered, lots of offensive zone starts, and was some power play time. Interesting. That's what he needs to be doing. I think so. Play him on the third pairing with or even playing with Anderson. I think he'd be okay on the second pairing if he's played with Rasmus. And then give them some second power play time. Well, and here's the reason you got to split them up is because the second
1: worst guy for for turnovers in your own end having a hard time getting out is Hamanek. Yeah, I know. So like together they just multiply on top of each and other. And it's interesting because it's the analytics compared to the eye test. To the eye test, for some reason, you don't see it until you, until see the you start watching. Because I was in that group last year. I'm like, oh no, those two are great coming on the stretch. Especially they're great. But you, when we went through all, we did all the deep dives on the players over the offseason. Yeah. And you look at the analytics and
0: now you look. Now when you understand, now you're like, shit, these guys can't get out of their own end. Nope. So, yeah, like I hope, I hope they start splitting them up because it's just like, or, well, I don't know if we were really to talk about this, but I feel like Hamnick's probably going to be, somebody's going to be traded, you'd think, but. Anyways. Honestly, we'll if you're gets, Brad, we we'll that later. If you're
1: Brad and you're, you want to, really focus on asset management, I think you move Hamonick. You have to because I doubt he's returning here. Now the the other case of that is the guy is a warrior. Oh he's a beast. So there's and something to be said about being a warrior. And I'm sure
0: the guys love him in the
1: like everybody loves him. I mean you saw it last night. Yeah. On the five on threes and in the dying minutes. Like he'll do whatever it takes to win. Totally. So I don't know, maybe you don't want to get rid of him. I mean it'd be nice if Brad She was was wise enough to move
0: Hannafin. Yeah, I know, right? But you and I both know he's not. No. Well, the other thing with Hamonic is like... Cause so I, now, I'm, now I don't know. I don't he's, think... He's, he's on d- an expiring contract. I know. It's so tough. He's 29, I think. 28, 29. But if you can if you can find a team that sees that
1: value in him... Exactly. ...and wants him for those reasons... You gotta do it. ...and they're willing to pay you,
0: give you Even something... Even though it sucks... It, yeah. ...and he's a really good guy and everybody loves him, like... Sorry. Sorry.
1: Although, I bet you he does want to return here next year. I don't know. Like I guess the word is
0: he still kind of wants to be closer to home. Winnipeg? Yeah. Well, Winnipeg so, needs D-Man. Why are you trading Winnipeg? Winnipeg needs D-Man. We'd like to take... Who's Healers? the guy? Ehlers. <laughs> uh, Ehlers or uh, Roshklovich. Yeah. Any of those guys? Anyways, we'll leave that Anyways, to Brad. Yeah, that's just that Leave word. that
1: to Brad. All right. L.A., like I said, I don't... I have a feeling... And watch, I'll be dead wrong. But I kind of feel like Chucky's not going to get caught up. But that's his game. No, he's going to be in Dowdy's Grill.
0: Well, Hockey in Canada Saturday night. He's going to be in Dowdy's Grill. He might be screwing around
1: a bit. And we'll see if there's any pregame comments. You know the media's going to try and poke something out of Dowdy.
0: Well, Jesus. I, I, Eric Francis, did you hear him on the radio? This morning. All he's talking about is how Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk are leaving Calgary. Wow. What is he? What? He's such a dope. Like, my God. Like, can he get a life? Get a life.
1: You have to beat the Kings. We were at game one. It was a valiant effort to make the comeback after probably what is the worst game in the It seems like a
0: million years ago. God, that was a bad game, man. Eh? That was a really bad game. Well, Kachuk scored that sick goal. That but was The first period was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Then they beat you again. What well, was A week later. Yeah, like and that I think that game was worse. That was worse, like really bad in LA. So so. I kind of think that's a good
1: thing because this team is gonna have even more motivation to defeat the Kings tomorrow night. And
0: now they're rolling. Now they're on top. Being on a roll is underrated. Is not underrated, but it's like when you're feeling good, the fans are feeling good. Everything's kind of clicking a bit. This is can't underestimate that.
1: And this is a gift. In the schedule. Exactly. A team and a game
0: at home that you can continue to build on. Yeah. You, you got to do it. And so we're thinking Cam Talbot gets the start, right? It hasn't been confirmed. You got to think. But you got to think he's, he's getting the start. The man.
1: only way I could say he isn't is because this is another must win. But you have to play. You got to. You got to get.
0: Well Well, yeah. Like you have to. Unless. Well, I guess you don't have to. You don't have to. Well, but I mean, have- Ritter's going to need some breaks soon. So you do have Monday, Tuesday, Colorado. Arizona back to back. Well, what you could, like, I don't know. I'm always kind of an advocate for, like, kind of more inventive ways of splitting up the goalies. Like, why not give Talbot both Colorado and Arizona? Like, have him play the road trip. Give Riddick the whole four days off. I don't know, but they probably won't do that. If I had to guess, I would say you go Talbot tonight or Saturday, you go Riddick against the Avs, and then you go Talbot against the Coyotes.
1: I agree. You know what? I think you test your luck. Yeah. It's kind of like, when you're in Vegas, and you're playing the tables, and you got a little bit of hot streak going, and you're like, you know what? Nothing can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Now's the time if, if Talbot's going to come in and win you a game, and get a... Has he won on home ice yet?
0: I don't believe so. Like, it's gotta only be, got to be now, right? Like... You, like,
1: you, you kind of have to play Talbot. You kind of ha-
0: Yeah, and it's not even like, hey, we must win. It's like, at some point, you're not going to have success in the le- in this year, if you're back up... Like, you've seen this with the Leafs, right? Like... Yeah, you can't win if your backup goalie doesn't at least play or win the occasional game, so eventually you're gonna have to put him in. So you gotta get him. Like you may as well start going now because like it's not a long term solution to just keep playing Riddick because all oh, we have to win, right? Because like your backup has to win at some point. I'm going with Talbot. So I'm going with Talbot tomorrow. Like for me, again, I like weird. I like weird shit. I would have given Talbot like three of these four, um, just to give Riddick a bit of a break. Because then you do have you have a nice little homestand coming up. You have Toronto Like split between A week and a half You have Toronto Carolina Pittsburgh Montreal And it's all within Like seven Or nine Between seven and nine days You have four games In like nine days So I think you can give Talbot Two of these next three Yeah You'll be back You'll be being back to good That was really poorly formulated Being back to good
1: And then Then the following week You got Edmonton's Finally coming
0: up On the schedule Jesus lord They're after December 27th Still We gotta be in fine form And beat those bitches